0: Now, there's really not as much to rapidly iterate or grow anymore because things are starting to just kind of work. And it's slightly freaking me out because, in the back of my head, I'm like, what the hell's going wrong? There's something.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Xenos King, and today we have my friend Evan here as a guest on the show. He is a software engineer and esports enthusiast that's currently attending the Rochester Institute of Technology. He's a very passionate dude that builds anything he sets his mind to, from a Discord bot, from tracking in-game stats, to running, to running one of the best esports clubs in the nation. This is his storyline. Evan, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Peter, it's great to be back and finally, like, you know, have a long-form conversation with you again after a year or two.
1: I know it's it's been about like almost two years now since we've talked yeah
0: it's been a, it's been a while man it, it, it's crazy how like how far or how fast time has flown since like we started the club and since we built this stuff um but it's yeah it, it's really crazy how far we've come in like, only a few years uh, and like we're, we're hella excited about the progress
1: yeah I mean a lot has changed right I mean, look at you. You guys got oh, jerseys God. now. That sh- that looks have... sick, You want to stand up a little bit and show off the jerseys? Oh uh, yeah, sure.
0: I'll st- I'll stand up. I-, I just have to like make sure I'm not stepping on the minefield of this floor. Um. Uh, very quickly.
1: Did I did I just oh. make you freeze? No, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, there we go. Yeah, we got a cool one. Um. Nice. We have some cool
0: jerseys. We've got some cool ho- hoodies and shirts that are currently scrunched up on the floor because I had to rush to get this room together. Oh, like, so you even- guys got
1: more than just jerseys? Yes. Hood. You guys have
0: hoodies too. We have, uh, hold on, I'm going to run grab it. Uh, okay. We have hoodies which actually are, I think, our pride and joy because we live in the frigid tundra of Rochester, New York. We kind of need these. Um, these are our hoodies. They're almost similar, if not identical, to our jerseys uh, in terms of design.
1: Oh, um, I like the material too. Yeah, okay.
0: we partnered with Meta to get it done. Um, a lot of other colleges have done it. I think we're one of the few that, have, um, that have actually sell off their storefront. So, we sell with them online. Um, we're not listed on their team pages, but uh, if you go to our website and then you click the, the store tab, it takes you just straight to Meta and you, they'll custom order stuff for you. And it's really cool. That um, is sick. Now, yeah, that was something we wanted to do for a while because my, my initial goal when I saw Meta was I'm like, I want to work with these guys. And then we, we kind of put ourselves to it. We found um, a bunch of like insanely talented people who have been working on like the design of the club um it's it's been like a crazy ride because what happened is the more it the more uh visual we got on campus the more people knew about us just the more people were like i want to help and i want to do stuff so now like the production teams and all the stuff that i was just that we were just getting started when like you were here Mm -hmm. that's all like come to fruition We have a community team that runs events. We have a production team that does videos and posters. Wait, I'm going to pause you
1: there for one second. I know you're getting, I know know you're rolling, but then um, I just have to like preface all of this for you. For those of you who don't know, Evan is the current president of the Rochester Institute of Technology eSports organization. And if you don't know where that is, it is um, in upstate New York, like an hour away from Buffalo. So it's very cold there. That's what he was referencing to earlier about the the tundra that they have to live in.
0: Um, It's. It's going to be zero degrees tonight. It literally going to be zero degrees Fahrenheit.
1: Literally zero degrees. I'm
0: that is cold. Literally zero degrees. Yeah. It's, there's right now a blizzard outside. Like, I'm not kidding. Uh, we've been snowed in. I was planning to order Chinese. Uh, <laughs> I, I still need to. Uh, yeah, you can't walk uh, anywhere.
1: I mean, you can't drive anywhere no, either. Like, it's too dangerous. No. It's too cold. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just going to stay in and, like, watch some TV for the next few days. Like, uh, maybe some... I don't know. I was. I was watching ESL earlier. Oh,
2: nice. Uh,
0: I, I was trying to get back into Counter-Strike because it's like, it's something that I've wanted to get back into for a while, but it's just, I have to put a lot of time into like lo- learning when the majors are and kind of like figuring out the schedule. Yeah. Um, it's,
1: it takes quite a lot to just kind of follow multiple esports games.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. With, with over, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Overwatch fan. Uh, I mostly like watch and chill for the New York Excelsior, who's probably my favorite team. Um. And it's just really easy for me to follow them because there's just an app on my phone. It pops up when the game is, and then I open my phone and I watch it. And, you know, when, if it's any harder than that, then I'm going to have to put effort and time in, and I'm not, I'm not one to do that. Nice. So,
1: so how have you evolved the club since we first started this up, which was about two years ago, mm-hmm. by the way. So when we first yeah. started, we had a very small team. And it was just right. literally whoever wanted to jump on, we're gonna take them, and then we just mm-hmm. kind of went from there. But I, I noticed that the year after I left, when everything was a little bit more established, and the school was cool mm-hmm. with us, and we actually yeah. had a place to practice, that's when oh, you guys yeah. started ramping everything up. Especially this year, with all this YouTube content you guys have, which I'll, I'll plug in later. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm super happy to see all, all of right. um, the content you guys have been putting up, like the top 10s, and meet mm-hmm. the team. Like, I mm-hmm. think all of that is that's- super cool.
0: So that's all our production team headed by Ron, who's our production director. Um, This is kind of his pet project was the first year. uh, He's the person who designed these jerseys. He came in literally like the month after you graduated. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, uh, because what happened was I think we did a jersey contest. We were literally like, we don't know what to do for jerseys. So we're just going to do this contest. Who wants to design a good jersey for us? Uh, And all of them were pretty good. But then this one popped up. I'm like, "Who the hell is this kid?" And I just messaged like he was getting all the upvotes for people. I messaged him. I'm like, "All right, so you're going to be the production director. Do you want to like jump on or what?" And then we just brought him onto the team. We built the production team that year. It took a few iterations of the team to figure out how to get things working. And we've broken it down into two subdivisions, one for graphics and one for video. Um so, like the graphics team does logos, they do the actual like you know Illustrator graphics, all that stuff. And the video team is the one that's making those YouTube videos that you saw um, with the assets that graphics provide. Uh, and the video team, both these teams, finally started producing stuff like real stuff, awesome stuff last semester. Um, and it was actually kind of surreal to see like content that I didn't make come like from RIT Esports, and I was like, I wasn't. Evolved. It's not like it was something I was pushing. This was just straight from them. Um, and it was like phenomenal. It, wow. Last semester is also when we started getting real community events. Our community team was doing awesome engagement, doing uh, events for the Overwatch, Le- or Overwatch World Cup and uh, the, I think it was, yeah, well, League Worlds, um, a bunch of other stuff. And all of this was happening without like my direct involvement. I was just kind of overseeing the people who mm-hmm. kind of worked on these things, which is what we wanted from day one.
1: Yeah, you gave them and a lot of room to grow.
0: Exactly. It took a, it took a while because we had to like, figure out from scratch how this works <laughs> because there's really no other club that works the way that we wanted to build ours. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of trial and error to figure out, like is this the way that it's going to work? Is this it? How do we do it? Um, and we realized all the teams work differently. Um, we're actually building up two other teams right now. We're building up our development team, which used to be called Tech, but we realized the Tech team wasn't a great like name because it implies like uh, it implies almost like a stage crew type thing. Where what we're talking about is more like a website Scrum team, like software engineering people who are like building a platform from the ground up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then also we have a broadcasting team, which is the idea is what we're doing for our YouTube channel. We're going to do that for our Twitch. This is how this, this is. We have about casters we're currently training like on a week-by-week basis from uh, the broadcasting director who is someone who is a sports caster and he's really good at what he does.
1: Cool, so you guys Um, have a video production team and then a live production team for... Yeah. Are you guys involved with the gaming, um, with uh, EGS at all in terms of trying to build engagement and like running tournaments and stuff like that since you guys are kind of you know, try to train your casters and whatnot, right?
0: Yeah, we're, we're, still, we're still involved with EGS to a, to a certain extent. Um, it's, it's, uh, EGS kind of, we want to do more stuff with them. Um, mm-hmm. they, they've kind of become more of the social club. Um, so we, we do stuff with them. We, ho- we hosted a flash shops with them uh, last year. Um, and we're looking to do more stuff with them this coming semester as we're ramping up and doing more and more community events. Um, it's definitely interesting to like have two major gaming clubs on campus even though we've kind of overtaken and become the more prominent one, not to say anything about EGS. Yeah. Um, but like one of the things that we we kind of want to still promote them as like the social thing, um, but also grow community around us as well. Now that we have so many teams, there's, I, I highly doubt that there's like a student who's into video games who will come to our school and be, not find like, one of our teams is for a game that they like. Yeah. So, um, at, the, at this point, we can actually start to build up that community around our teams. And um, our school
1: and, is like yeah. a perfect place to do that. And if you guys oh, don't God. know, RIT is one of like the nerdiest schools in the nation. We have our own yeah. anime convention. We oh, have man. a huge esports team. Like everyone that goes there, I'm pretty sure like 95% of people there plays mm-hmm. games, even if they're oh, yeah. like the business majors or engineering or bio majors. Yeah. They're, they're all really nerdy people, and it's a very accepting place. So oh, yeah. I think it's just the perfect, um, I guess, breeding grounds, right? For a, oh, yeah. for a really, really nice um, and rich community.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. And the thing about that also is like, well, I use this line on another few like, podcasts and calls with people. But like, when Fallout 4 came out, half my class was gone. And it was not <laughs> It was like a gen ed class. Like, they were just gone. It was like they skipped. Um, and it was uh, that's just cuz that's the culture here and one of the problems that like regular gaming clubs have is because that is just the culture here you don't really need to go anywhere to meet people who have the same interests as you they're just everywhere
2: yeah so you it's kind of have the school
0: itself exactly so you have to build things that are like more specialized here and mm-hmm. i think one one of the reasons that our our club is, is going to be a model for how other clubs work is as Gaming and as esports grow and start to become these like just things that people everywhere do What you're going to see is less of a need to find people who play games and more of that aspect of like You're trying to find people who are competitive with you um, or interested in competing or interested in a specific part of gaming rather than just I play video games because Soon, that's going to be everyone.
1: Yeah, video games have already gone so mainstream. And and before I get into that, um, mm-hmm. what happened with Fallout Four happened to me in my freshman year with Skyrim. When Skyrim oh, came God. out, yeah, yeah, it was just no one was in class. And I used yeah. to be I used to be in Golisano too, so that was even more prevalent. Mm-hmm. Like no one was there.
0: Oh yeah, mine was like a Gen Ed class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like mine wasn't even computer related at all. Like that was just what happened. And That's, it was a testament. Kind of like,
1: That's a testament to how popular games have gotten over oh, the past, like, I guess, six or seven years.
0: Yeah, and it's... it's what's happening, too, and I've said this uh, a bunch, but, like, the thing with video games now is they are less of uh, a commodity of, like, you buy this thing, you play it for a bit, you're done with it, you move on to the next thing, and a lot more of, like, this... Uh, event or experience that you continually do and you continually play like mm-hmm. it, you have main games now like 10 years ago there was no such thing as a main game because like there would be a new version every few years at least and people yeah. would constantly move around back and forth to, from thing to thing like there was the there was the concept that like people will maybe buy battlefield 3 instead of like modern warfare 3. like that's not really a thing anymore it's not like dota's gonna come out and everyone's gonna be like are people gonna switch from league of legends um because you have these, you have these like, main communities that just stay with their games. Um, and you have, because of that, there's a lot of people that don't really want to extend outside of it. No matter how hard they try. Like, I've tried so hard to get into MOBAs, and I just can't do it.
1: Yeah, because um, it's just not your type of game, you know.
0: It's not. I'm a first-person shooter guy. And I think the, the closest thing I play to a MOBA is Overwatch. And that should really show you, like... <laughs> That's not really even close to a MOBA at all, outside of the fact that it has heroes and abilities in it. Um, but, like, because of that, you're not really getting that whole... Gamers are breaking more into these, like, main game clicks rather wow. than needing to socialize with each other. They don't really need to do that as much.
1: And that's one of um, the challenges you guys face at the school.
0: Yeah, that's one of the challenges we face. It's one of the challenges EGS, the other club, faces, which I don't think we we approach that context either. EGS was like, the main gaming club at RIT yep, for a number Electron- of years.
1: The Electronic Gaming Society, if you guys were yeah,
0: Dota. Yeah, Peter was a part of it. I really, I was not. Um, I like, what happened was I was like, I wanted to start like the eSports club. Peter came in like almost immediately and we kind of started building it together. Um, but the idea was that EGS was much more of a casual game focused club that just happened to have like a team or two. Peter was manager of Dota at the time. And then we kind of decided to build an organization around that competitive aspect yeah. um, and focus on that competitive aspect because we felt that it could be better catered to by a separate club. And then RIT Esports kind of was born, kind of started to take off because now you have these people who are just completely dedicated to that competitive uh, aspect, focusing on kind of mimicking the structure of a professional team and also a collegiate athletic department. And then it just kind of like went off from there. You had so many people who, wanted to build the club that they just jumped on as soon as they could.
1: Yeah, and... even, even the administrators too of the school. Oh, uh, yeah. They were, uh, they were yeah. so excited about it and I think that was one of the contributing factors to us being so successful today is mm-hmm. that we had the support from a lot of professors or higher-ups mm-hmm. you know, higher that wanted to really see this thing grow because they saw the potential um, in all of us to do something pretty amazing that student ran
0: oh yeah i think one of the things that because what happened is actually let we'll talk about some news uh we just announced recently that we're partnering with egf um which is the electronic gaming federation as far as leagues go yep
1: and that Um, came and that person who um the ceo of that company and founder also came from rit as well
0: yep rit is rit is surprisingly like a school with like prominent esports alumni which i had no idea so like he, the, the CEO of EGF, the league we're partnering with. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I forget, I don't know what his current title is. What's Marty's title at Splice?
1: Marty? Well, I uh, mean, well, he was the founder and CEO, so. Founder,
0: yeah, founder and CEO. I think he's still CEO. Well, it's, it might be different because the company got acquired by Overactive. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but either way, if you know the team Splice, um, that,
1: that so, also came from rit so
0: splice, it didn't just yeah that's the crazy thing that people don't know splice didn't just come from rit splice is an rit incubated company um splice was like it was originally like follow esports right and it turned into splice as they pivoted as they as they were this online esports resource and then they decided to start a team and then they changed the name of the team and the resource and then they eventually just built themselves out into a team um, yeah, but it was an RIT incubated thing, and it, it's really cool because they're local; they're in the area, and we love you guys. Um, so technically, Toronto Defiant too, kind of through association, is also an RIT started thing. Um, they're cool too. Uh, I really like them, and uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten into any meetings with them yet, but if I do, I need to remember to not wear my three hundred dollars worth of New York Excelsior merchandise. Um, <laughs> they're not. They're they're really great guys, though. I love them, um, but. I don't know. I think I, I think I've solidified my fandom for the league. Uh, and
1: I, I think that's fine. fine. That's fine.
0: It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that as, one, oh. and then also the Mark Mark Z, uh, the League of Legends analyst, uh, Mark Zimmerman. Yep. I think. Yeah, he's rit.
1: Yeah, uh, so we have a lot so. of great alumni uh, doing yeah. esports stuff, and hopefully, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be more coming from it with all of these passionate people just going through you know RIT esports and then going out into the real world and doing some awesome stuff there in the future I, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the esports people um people in esports inside the industry will be from all over like different colleges Like oh, I was here. I went there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's oh, yeah. gonna be the new generation. It'd be really cool to see how that develops
0: Oh 100% like I, I already have my suspicions about what we're doing Um, But I I forget who said this. It was someone in esports. Basically, when they were looking at what we were doing, said this is perfect because when we're looking at all of these people who are applying for jobs with us, like they love esports, right? But they don't have the practical experience working and doing esports stuff. And we're building that pipeline, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to be a producer in esports, you want to do like video work, you actually can come to RIT esports and do the video work there. And some of our people right now, um, while they're still on our production team, are also doing work with like CSL, um, making videos for them. And because of the fact that they already have that experience working with us, it absolutely is a thing that helps boost their resume. Um, and like casters, we're now kind of building um, some framework to you know, bring them into whatever career they want because we're, we're training them up. We're having them cast our teams and our games. And then they get to put that on their portfolio when they want a job at like these other leagues. If they want to pursue casting as like a professional career or observing every single part of the professional esports space. The idea is that we mimic that not just because it like develops the talent for them, but also because we need it. We really need it Um, in order to. Yeah.
1: The cool thing is I don't doubt that RIT is soon going to be doing co-ops and if you guys don't know something about RIT it is mm-hmm. that these co-ops are kind of like paid internships that mm-hmm. are worth college credits and they are required by some majors um for you to do at least like two semesters of um two semesters of them in order to graduate
0: right yeah yeah I'm, I'm doing one in the uh summer and yeah I'm doing one in the summer technically it's an internship doesn't count as a co-op I already did a summer co-op um And then I'm also doing another one in the fall. Um, That's going to be my last one. I actually need to do a full year's worth of co-op in order to even graduate from the school.
1: Oh, that's Um, okay.
0: Yeah, because the computers, it depends on the major, but some majors have like two summers. Some majors have like a full year. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm in computer science. That's the major that you have to do a full year's worth of co-op in order to be able to graduate. So it's actually technically a five-year program. One year year of co-op, four years of courses.
1: Yep. So, and it was kind of the correct. same for me, but I was really lucky that I was mm-hmm. able to use RIT esports and everything else I was doing as mm-hmm. my co op. So I did it at right. the same time I was going to school, which gave right. me a lot of experience going out into real world. Exactly. Um,
0: like you're doing a lot of stuff now. You're like in you're working on a bunch of events. Like I've been seeing your stuff on Twitter.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm with yeah, I'm working at OGN now, so I'll be driving down to LA every single weekend to yeah. do the PUBG thing. Um, yeah, and that's I, been
0: really I, fun. I, I was actually I was so skeptical about battle royale esports but I was um, too cuz
1: everyone was all about like the RNG you know like yeah. how was that going to factor in
0: but I was so surprised cuz I watched our PUBG team play um my, and I was very surprised at how close the viewing experience is to being like excellent mm-hmm. um and I think like all I really was like I'm like this just needs like one or two changes and it's fine um yeah. and they already made one of those changes, which th- when I was watching our team play, it was just that there was like team numbers instead of like any sort of designated. This is the team like RIT or whatever. Uh huh. But but I was watching. I think actually OGN, uh, and I, I saw that that has been fixed on at least that end. And I think the only other thing that I was interested in having was like some sort of easily discernible in-game view for. Or that allows you to see where you're shooting or where the players are shooting at more because they have that on the mini map so yeah. you can see where they're shooting on the mini map and that's awesome and I love that but when you're in game it's harder to see where they're actually hitting mm-hmm. and I was thinking like some sort of like observer laser where you can see the actual what what the player is aiming at. Oh that's a, that'd be a pretty cool recommendation. I'll send it their mean, way
1: hey, you know like yeah.
0: I mean you're I, you're wor- like OGN is working actually with PUBG Corp right? Yes. Yeah, this yeah. is the official PUBG league, so I mean, maybe send it their way, dude. Like, yeah, that's maybe. a. That's I don't a know. I
1: don't know how that's gonna work out, but I mean, you know, any suggestions, they'll they'll take it. They're pretty open. minded
0: Yeah, because I mean, it, it was it was interesting too, because for a while, like in the back of my brain, how do we get Fortnite to work? And I've just been like thinking about it when I'm bored. It's like, I'm like, how do I make this work? How how can one make this thing work? And I'm like, oh, I guess PUBG's kind of like figured it out. I didn't expect that to happen, but it did. So I mean I'll probably be watching more of your guys' stuff in the future, as long as it doesn't like, you know, cross over with New York New York Excelsior games. Yeah, right. Whatever.
1: That's that's really cool. Um mm-hmm. so actually, what what is um your responsibilities as president, right? So the point of the sure. show also is I kind of wanted to showcase um people's current role in esports and mm-hmm. maybe have you know, you or whoever else that's going to be on the show, kind of explain your role and maybe how you guys got into it and maybe some tips to people who want to become, you know, the next president or start up their own organization at their university.
0: Gotcha. So uh, I got into my role because I squatted on a Twitter account. Uh, Not really, but (laughs) I just thought that was a fun inside joke between us. but uh i'm the president now i'm the second president after peter uh peter was the first president of the York. he was the one who kind of like started with me and i was vice president and then after that i was voted in as president uh within RIT esports the main i the main responsibility of the president is to be the externally facing thing that uh sort of represents RIT esports so um when it comes to communicating with other organizations, when it comes to the direction of the club, where the club is going, what the club is doing, um, the president, generally speaking, handles that. Uh, now, the, the main difference between when we were, when we were running it is uh, it's not just kind of the two of us anymore. Uh, there's now a whole admin board filled with eight people um, that we've basically been slowly and steadily adding these positions over the course of two years when they've been needed. Um, And we just this week actually added our eighth. Um, We have president, vice president. Vice president does mostly internal stuff. Okay. Uh, The uh, treasurer, which uh, we also kind of were working on before. Uh, Secretary. And then we have our four directors. And the directors build those support teams, which are are our internal name for the teams that we have that don't, Make, that don't play the games the ones that are like building things so those would be the community team which handles like community development uh and community interaction the production team which handles uh pre-produced content they're kind of like our, our asset factory they build the videos they make the graphics um our development team which handles all sort of like code production and deployment. They write the they're writing our website platform right now for our whole new website, um, and then our broadcasting team, which handles live broadcasting. And we're currently right. We started off by training casters, but we're building up that team further by now recruiting observers and also live producers. Um, every single one of those teams has a person that is on the admin board called a director. They used to be called a manager, but then we thought it was kind of confusing that like the team managers of like, you know, Dota or whatever aren't on the e-board, but like the support guys are. So we call it director because it also shows that it's like a whole club position.
1: Yeah. Um, That that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. um, It, it generally is. It's that's generally just been our decisions for the past few years. It's just been like, Hey, does this thing make sense? And it's been like, yeah, why did it take so long for us to think of it? Uh, like, we we had the casting team. It was the broadcasting team was called casting team for a while, uh, and I was thinking I was going to call it the live team. But then I brought like the head of the team into it, which was Wolf, and he's just like, "Why don't you just call it broadcasting?" And I'm like, "Why why the hell didn't I think of this?" <laughs> and I was just like, "I don't."
2: Sometimes I'm the like, most yeah. obvious
1: things are just like right in front of our faces, and we yeah, miss
0: it. it. It was. It was. He's like, "That's what I called it already. That's what I put on my resume." I'm Like, all right, let's do it then. Um, but. My responsibility, generally speaking, is I'm kind of the head of this group of like eight people, um, and like, uh, even though no person technically has more power than the other, all of us are a vote. Um, mm-hmm. The president sounds like he has the most responsibility or the most power, but the president does not. Um, we uh, my job is to just kind of like delegate responsibility between everybody, make sure people are being on task, figure out what the club is doing. Um, and then also kind of like future development of the club has really been my main thing. Um, I've been more or less for the past year or at least last semester, this is going to be my last year as president. Uh, after this, uh, it's going to be whoever, probably our vice president, Joe, um,
1: Gladstone.
0: Yep. Joe. Nice. Joe has been VP for two years. He's been great. He's a, he's a true blue bureaucrat and I love him. Um, cause he's the exact opposite of me. You know me. I'm like a, run and gun guy. I'm like, who cares about organization and procedure? Let's just build the thing and do it fast. And Joe's the person who's like writing down guidelines and documentation and all that. He's literally like the, the yin to my yang. So he's perfect. And I, I
1: hope his VP is somewhat like you then, right? Because oh, we also yeah. need an executor.
0: Wait, that oh, sounds yeah. really
1: bad, but person that can okay. execute. Yeah.
0: No, we also do need an executor we've got some players that I don't know. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, no, I love him. But uh, Joe, yeah, Joe's definitely that. Um, I think that the, we've gotten to a point, though, and this is the thing that has happened in the past few months that's been crazy. We've kind of hit a routine, right? Mm-hmm. Back when it was just like you and I, it was just the Wild West. It was like there was no procedure. There was no routine. There was no regulations or precedent for whatever the hell we were doing. We just did it. Yeah. But like now, now we've actually like hit routine as a club. And I think that means it's time for someone like me to step down because A, I'm going on co-op in the fall. It's probably not going to be in Rochester. It means I can't be here to do stuff. Um, but uh, B, it also, I think it just makes sense for someone who's, more, uh, who's better at like doing rigid structure development to take over rather than someone who's like a rapid iterator like I am because that's my goal. My thing is just I rapidly iterate and grow. Um, And now there's really not as much to rapidly iterate or grow anymore because things are starting to just kind of work. And it's slightly freaking me out because in the back of my head, I'm like, what the hell's going wrong? There's something. You're so used to putting
1: out fires, right?
0: I'm so used to putting out fires. Yeah, that like now the fact that like everything is almost done, like all we have to do is just grow the last two uh, support teams, really just grow the development team and like get the observers in broadcasting. And then we're done like that's it um and that's like the plan that we set out like years ago um from at least from the club side there's like some other crazy shit that you and i talked about yeah um but that's probably gonna come to fruition too but
1: that's like basically that's basically Mm -hmm. rite esports phase one right phase one is practically coming to an end we're gonna hit phase two with the new generation
0: yeah it's it's coming to an end uh this New board. This new eboard has been interesting. Oh yeah, there's people on it that you know. Um, uh, you n- remember Tyler? Tyler, infiltrator. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the secretary.
1: Oh nice. And he's, mm-hmm. he's still is he still playing
2: for?
0: Yeah. Oh, he's a coach. He's, oh, he's coaching a coach now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's the secretary. And I, I basically it, it's a funny thing. And I really hope people do this in the future. I think it was like in the management chat, like one semester, I got into, like, three, like, long argument fights with him. And then immediately after those, I, like, please be secretary. I need to have these more often. Um, you, always like, liked to having, you
1: always liked having people that would, like, play devil's advocate or argue against you to kind of yeah. set you straight because you know yourself, you're very self-aware about how you can be with your run-and-gun attitude, which I think is a very, oh, very sure. good thing.
0: If, if you have someone like me who's, like, a rapid iterator, you need to have someone who's fucking countering that because otherwise you can make the wrong decision. There are times where I've just kind of like had a thing and I was just about to go with it and it was it was not the right call. And one of the reasons I wanted Tyler on it is because I really needed a player perspective on the board, like really badly. Because mm-hmm. what you've got what we had were was a bunch of people who are all from either support teams, are from non-player positions. And one of the things I'm thinking of doing is like making one or two of the spots, like only players can apply for these spots because I want a player to be on this board at all times because if you don't have player representation, you, for- you forget who the hell it is you're supposed to be building these things for.
1: Yeah, and I think um. that's why us two, we worked so well because we, we had like kind of all the pieces mm. within ourselves, even though yeah. we were, at, for the most part, pretty disorganized, but we had a oh. good understanding of each other and we yeah. all had an understanding of what we were good at.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was pretty great yeah the rest of the the rest of the board is uh new people for the most part i think i'm not sure if you know the rest of them um but they've all been kind of killing it in one way or another this is genuinely yeah it's it's a great group of people i'm working with like it's like hillary is our treasure and she's just like insanely good at it and just kind of like i don't know just like i don't have to really micromanage people anymore that's Um, that's when you know
1: like you you know everyone's doing their job right
0: right exactly um and it that's the thing is it used to be me kind of like running into these teams and checking up on them like week by week but now i don't have to because they're just most of them for them are competent and Mm -hmm. it's awesome because the idea is i want to be able to step down kind of go into and i I think i'm not going to be completely gone From the club because i'm going to probably be in an advisor position on the next board because there's going to be like four or five new people like it's going to be a big transition yeah um and i want to make sure that that transition runs smoothly especially as they're transitioning off me Mm -hmm. which i don't want to sound like uh what's the word for it uh self-focused or something along those lines but transitioning off me self-absorbed that's a better one uh it's it's a big transition because I've been doing a lot of stuff, a lot of technical stuff, website, domains, servers, tied to me, a lot of like the social stuff tied to me. Um, and that transition is gonna take longer than like a two week period. Um, and on top of that, like, I just wanna make sure the new board gets off to a good start. So we'll do that. Um, and I'm probably gonna be stepping down to go on the development team and help like the website platform and all that stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah.
1: So, do you have a favorite story so far in your run as president?
0: Oh man, uh, favorite story so far. Okay, uh, there's, hmm, yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm trying to think because all, all of a sudden, through all my head, it's like, oh, those are all the fires that we put out. Um, even this one, it's still like, well, wow, there was a big fire we put out at this event, but. Um, but fires can make interesting t- stories. Fires can make interesting stories if you're allowed to talk about it. Not allowed to talk about the fire. Um, okay, all right. But I can talk about the, I, I can still that. talk about the event, which was really fun. Um, there, was, there was a few fires. Basically, so uh, one of my friends who worked at TESPA and now works at NYXL, which is great because I just get to iMessage him and like, just talk about the team for a while. I have my um, is uh, Dan Lee. He used to be our regional coordinator for TESPA. Mm -hmm. Um, he was the president over at UConn of of their gaming club Um, and what happens is this is before he worked for NYXL he's like hey Evan back in March of 2018 he's like I know you're a huge New York Excelsior show I'm like yes I am thanks Dan Uh, he's like "Uh, so we have this event that we're doing it's Overwatch related it's really cool I can't tell you anything about it do you want to do it i'm like yeah okay we'll do it what is it what what's it about what does it entail he's like can't tell you i'm like all right great so then we i fill out this form and i'm like oh this day works so i'm like trying to like pick up these pieces as to what the hell it is that i just signed us up for Uh uh-huh uh and i'm looking i'm like all right we'll do the we'll do the first whatever and i'm like i'm gonna pick this day because it's an overwatch related event i don't know what it means but this day has a New York Excelsior game on it and we can like promote that locally within our market because at the time New York Excelsior was our market. Oh, right. I just realized there's two stories here. Um, I'll tell okay. them both yeah. at the same time. All right. Um, but the, so all right, New York Excelsior was in our market. Okay. So all of a sudden I'm like, all right, when are we going to be able to know about the event? We're cause we're planning all this stuff on our end. We don't know what's going on. And they're like, a week
2: before, you'll know the name of it.
0: And then they're like, oh, yeah, three days before, you'll know what the event is. And, like, you'll be able to promote it. Basically, this was the first Overwatch flash shops, And we managed, which was uh, a thing that's the uh, Overwatch, lead, or Overwatch team, the actual Overwatch team. Was doing. Oh my god! I thought I muted this Facebook chat. It's so loud. Um, get get. i need to ignore this Facebook chat right now. Um, love you, Facebook. Goodbye. So um, the over, It was the first ever Overwatch flash ops that we just signed up for. We figured out a week before that Blizzard was sending computers, to, like BlizzCon computers, to us. There was a coordinator that is coming down, which was Sarah, because Dan was busy doing his thing. Or he was at, Dan was at PAX. It was the weekend of PAX that we did it. Um, And she came down and like monitored the whole thing. We set up this whole event with like three flash ops, 3v3. It was, and it was crazy. The thing is though, they couldn't actually end up promoting the event. And we we had to have a temporary Facebook page that was just called Overwatch Viewing Party or whatever. And we had to give them control so that once the branding was unveiled, they could change everything. And they did, but they, that didn't happen until a day or two before the event. But once it happened, we were promoted on Blizzard's, like the official Overwatch website as like a thing. Um, and it was, we got three, 400 people. It was crazy. It was this huge event. It was this absolutely ginormous thing. Um, and I we were all running around trying to make sure stuff worked, fixing computers all this craziness and um, It was awesome. It was probably one of the most fun events I've actually run and I don't like to run events. You know that about me. I'm not an event person.
2: Yeah. Yeah um,
0: I mean, I do like running events, but it's not like my goal is to run events Mm -hmm. Uh, So this was I, I, I absolutely loved this um and but here's the thing. So they were like, OK, cool. We're going to connect you with New York Excelsior. And I'm like, all right, nice. Uh, I'm like, I expected this, because the whole thing about the flash ops was that they're supposed to be able to connect you with a team in your region and like, do some sort of promotion with them. Uh, I think the second one was some sort of San Francisco University, and they had a thing with Shock, which makes sense. It's in their market. Um, but then we, they were like, oh. We can't connect you with the team in your region anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, why not? And I'm like, oh, they're not. You're you're not in their region anymore. And then my my fucking head gears just start turning, and I'm like, okay, I, I've been giving I've been given information. I need to figure this out. My head immediately immediately is like there's a Toronto team coming next season. And this is like April tw- like of last year. I'm like, there's a Toronto team. Somebody's either bought a slot in like Buffalo or Toronto, probably Toronto. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just like, who could do it? And all this stuff, whatever. It was, it was crazy. Uh, and I was like really excited because I was a huge fan of the league. And I'm like, I have this cool insider information. <laughs> uh, and in the meantime, I'm like, who could do it? And I'm like, who's in the region? Splice? Nah. And can, can't be. And then Marty was at our college, and I, I talked to him for a little bit. And then when he leaves, he give he he like pats me on the shoulder. He's like, "We're gonna do more stuff with you guys soon." And this is like two three days after I got that information, uh-huh. and my dumb head didn't put two and two together. I'm just like, "Oh, he's probably referring to something else." But it wasn't. No, <laughs> it was. Um, and it, that was that was really the the fun story that I had I would say because like. A lot of other fun stories are like how we solved problems um mm-hmm. uh, on the back end. And it's a lot of if if you if you like sausage, that whole thing, you know, uh of like if we 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 put I don't wanna put all of our dirty laundry out on but um because some stuff is just crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah like
0: Yeah, but fighting fires is uh, fun. We have uh, the the admin voice channel uh, within our Discord for is actually called the admin panic hut, because the (laughs) only time we really go into it is when we're all having a panic. Um, One time recently, we've had a physical admin panic hut, which was a room inside Orange Hall that we literally, all the admins got into, locked, and then proceeded to scream for like an hour while we tried to figure things out.
1: Wow, a literal <laughs> panic room.
0: Yeah, it was an actual panic room where we locked to the door. Um, it was it was a fun time. Uh, people were literally like, "Are you guys okay?" <laughs> we we're like, "No,
2: <laughs>
0: they were not okay." Um, but we we figured it out. Um, I was playing like I think Linkin Park on my phone and just like hanging my head in like a corner. Um, that was really great. Uh, but yeah. Hey, fun times.
1: So wait, that yeah. that three hundred, four hundred person like event, where did you guys host that?
0: Uh, that was hosted in Galasano, which is our computer science building. Uh, we're registered as a club under the college, not the institute. For mm-hmm. watching. I'm- oh,
1: we're still doing that. Okay, just now. Yeah, now I got I, update.
2: I,
0: I, yeah, I, I mean. I also still have to, like, it's weird because I, I, I feel like I'm talking to you, but I also have to explain how the club you, ha- you founded with me works. So
1: it's... <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, uh, it's, for, it's for the um, views. It's for the views. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, the, we, are found, we are a club under our college, not the institute, which our institute is comprised of a bunch of different colleges. Um, one of it, which is the Golisano College of Computer Science and Information Systems, of which I, I was, or I am a student, uh and uh the difference between being a club under the college versus the institute is if you're a club under the institute you have to follow like a lot of institute club rules and you also as a benefit get institute club funding um one of those rules includes and this is a crazy one you have to accept everybody into your club yeah which um is something that we don't do uh we're we have like a line between what being a member of our club is. And this is the weird thing, right? Because being a member of our club means you're on a team.
2: Yeah. It means
0: you're working, you're, you're making stuff for us. You're doing stuff. Um, and because of that, though, um, we don't get the funding that like institute clubs get. Um, because an institute club has to accept everyone and all that. Um, and also... Oh, uh, there's some other like regulate regulatory stuff. We don't get we have to go through our college for everything. Yeah, um So like reserving rooms is more of a pain unless they're in our college, which all we have to do is just say faculty advisor Hello, um, our faculty advisor is a guy by the name of Chad Whedon who is the best
1: human. Hey, I love Chad. Shout outs to Chad.
0: Hey, shout outs to Chad. I love that man. Um, he's great uh, he was really sad when Heroes of the Storm that announcement happened.
1: Oh my had god! No we're I had gonna to talk
0: break the news to him. <laughs> I have his iMessage. I texted him that news, and he's just like, when the, when I told, he's like, "How is the team doing?" And when I told him like how like hard they were hit by this, he's like, "Oh no, can I do anything to help?" And I'm like, "Oh, I feel oh so bad." Oh my god!
1: Uh, yeah, Dude. we're gonna have to talk about this sometime on the Bog of oh. War Show. Like that—that's oh a yeah. whole nother discussion.
0: That's something else, man. But like. Regardless, uh, we go through him, we reserve yeah. a room, uh, yep. and then we can do it in the college. So we reserved within Galasano. We had the huge auditorium for uh viewing, which it was uh I forget, I think it was an NYXL versus Soul Dynasty match?
1: Yeah. Or oh, it was one... I remember that event. I saw pictures from it. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah came down. One. That's Sarah. That's oh, Sarah. Yes. Okay.
0: That's Sarah. Um that was the Flash Ops event, um, which was cool we still have the banners from it they just let us keep those i was not expecting that like we just have them somewhere i don't know where they are um our inventory is a massive wait do we have a club Uh, space now no
1: (laughs) oh okay so club space is people's houses still
0: still cars yeah um right now we had to yesterday we did our third jersey distribution all right um we do a jersey distribution every semester Mm -hmm. um or try to one of the one of the, one of our panics was the whole oh no we can't get the jerseys until the spring that people ordered in the fall that was a fun one, um, <laughs> but yay this is why yay. we have a this is why we have a community direct yeah so it's we, nice it's it's whatever people weren't expecting it see the issue is when when we brought it up to people, like oh you know pointing but we expected this and I'm like oh that's nice but also oh they were expecting this that's not. I don't know how I feel about that one. Um
1: double edged sword, like it's a good thing and a bad thing.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. whatever. But um the uh we we do one of these every semester uh and we for all the jerseys that we need to ship out because we we are going to pay for free shipping for all the people who have like graduated in the fall or are going on co-op and can't pick it up on campus. Mm-hmm. Cuz like that's the right thing to do.
2: Yeah.
0: Um and all the people who didn't pick up. It's just in Hillary's like dorm. It's just in her dorm. The boxes of jerseys are just there. Um, we are getting a physical club space though, finally. Oh, if nice. you saw that article, yeah, if you saw that article, that room, that room in Institute has a cage. Our cage. We've got a cage. It's being built. Ooh. It's you're saying Institute. It's real. Is it
1: the magic building or
0: Institute Hall? It's where Freshens used to be.
2: Oh,
0: that's oh, where the room is. Yeah, that's our room. That whole space is us now, or it's going to be. It's being built.
1: Where freshens used to be, like exactly that spot.
0: Yeah, exactly that spot.
1: Oh, so they're gonna they're gonna put down the windows windows then, right? Because that that's like a wall of glass.
0: They're not putting down the windows. They're paying an insane amount of money for blinds. Uh, it's gonna be crazy. Though. Oh, okay. We've, well, we we've, we've gone through we've gone through the whole plans, and I was like looking up stuff, and I'll show it to you later. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely talk about this got, after. I've got them. There's an insane amount of classified stuff in my email inbox. That's gonna be I'm all for the up. taking.
1: I'm coming up soon too, anyways. So oh,
0: Really? Yeah. Ping me whenever, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I am finally so, making
1: money now, so now I can buy my one yeah. play ticket to go visit RIT.
0: Hell yeah, that sounds like a time. I'm I'm really hoping uh, I'm I'm excited to finally make it uh money again in the summer because I plan on flying out to wherever the hell the Overwatch League grand finals are again. Because so that was probably my favorite thing I've done in like in all of twenty eighteen was go to that. Oh. Um I, so. it was it was the best event I've ever seen in terms of esports. Uh, I haven't been to OGN though, so who knows. Um <laughs>
1: Oh, pretty lit too, but I'll, I'll let you know yeah. about that like some other yeah. time. Um, time. So concluding, yeah. I guess we, I got like two more things that mm-hmm. I want us to talk about, right? Uh, sure. the, the first thing is kind of like do you, what, what are your tips, right? For anybody who kind of wants to get started in the esports space? Because you're kind of like president, I guess you could yeah. kind of see a little bit of everything. So it's mm-hmm. kind of up to you how you want to approach that question.
0: Okay, so tips for how to get into the esports space. When you're in college,
1: since, yeah, let's just stick yeah. it to college, right? Okay,
0: right, yeah, I was about to say, like, college is really my domain. I don't really much advice on professional, especially since, like, at this point, and it, it's the same thing I talked to you about two years ago. I don't think, at, at least initially, I plan on going into esports professionally once I graduate, I'm looking at just kind of a software engineering path, and if I build a company in the future, it will probably be esports related. But at least for now, I'm just going to go the traditional software engineering route, especially because like I've been working on this for five years. So like I'm ready. I'm ready to get started making like uh, cloud stuff or whatever. Um, But when it comes to collegiate, the main thing is with your college, uh, it's just straight up ambition. Right. If you want to build something, build it. Um, If something you don't if something you want does not exist at your college. Ask yourself, what can I do to make that happen and build that thing? That was kind of like how we started with RIT Esports. It was just, hey, I would love to like watch our teams if we, A, if I could watch the ones that we have, know what teams we have, uh, or like, you know, teams that we don't have, like, could we build them so we can watch that? Like my, my initial goal was like, hey, when I graduate, I want to be able to watch the Overwatch team. I want to be able to watch your Overwatch team play games. And um, I I was just like, what are the steps that I need to take as like someone who wants to see this happen, happen. And then we took those steps and we're basically on the verge of that goal like right now. And it's awesome. Um, And if you're if you're uh, a smaller, if you're going to a smaller college, because one of the issues is we have we are a school of 18,000 students um, and all of which are very into this stuff. It was kind of a goldmine here um i'm not going to say that like we just did this with like hard work and determination and we've built we built an esports culture out of nothing like stuff was here like it it was the potential prime was for there this. the potential was 100% there it was actually like it was annoying how much potential was there and not necessarily being used that like it was obvious to everybody like oh yeah this should exist um but at a smaller college, definitely get involved with whatever community you have um, and build up that competitive aspect. Because even with just a team, a single team, um, because with us, we're lucky where we could just kind of like pull teams out of the ether. Like if there's a competitive game that goes along, we just throw up a poster and then we have a team for it. Like, but at your smaller college, focus on one or two teams and just focus on doing those things really well. And build up like find a person who is interested in coaching rather than playing or casting Um, Find someone who's interested in managing find people who are interested in promoting just start small um, the other thing is If uh, the most important thing when it comes to picking people is passion, right? If someone's passionate about doing this stuff they're going to do it right? if you if, no, if the person isn't, like, passionate about the job that they're going to do, they're not going to do it. Um, it's, it's, it's fairly simple stuff. But, like, what I found is naturally the most passionate people gravitate towards the top of your organization. Um, if, if someone joins, like, eSports and they love it, like, it's their favorite thing to do, and that means they're going to be perfect for whatever management position fits them best. And they're going to float to the top of that just naturally because they're going to want to be involved in that way and let them be involved. Uh, if, you, if you see someone who is like an excellent, is incredibly passionate and at doing a thing, but there's no position for that thing, make that position and then have them build off of that. Um, that's what we essentially did for Ron, who is now our production director. Um, and we built other teams off of that. Um, you kind of choose, it's better. And then if you can't, if there's a role that you need to fill, um, it's better to start somewhere. You need, you need always need a center for every single team that you start. You need like, you need that person who you talk to a manager or a director or whatever. Um, so if you find that right person to build that team up, then the rest just kind of naturally flows. Like, um. We found someone who who was perfect to build up our Call of Duty team, but he didn't want to manage the team forever because he was on production. So we're just like, all right, the the squad, you'll uh, are you all right with managing it for a semester? And then once everything kind of starts rolling, then you're not going to manage it anymore because all we need is just that person to get it started and get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's really my advice because it's, it's a lot of just... Pick passionate people um, and focus on what you can do rather than what you can't.
1: That's some really good advice. Yeah, I like that.
0: It's it's it took a lot for me to learn that like this is all like three years worth of hard learning and making mistakes in terms of like picking people and like what we focused on and everything in order to in order to figure this out. yeah, and it like, sounds it sounds yeah. really
1: practical, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like almost like a no-duh type of thing, yeah, but it, it, it doesn't is. come without the experience.
0: Oh yeah, no, it, it is a no-duh thing, but like, it's it's really important. Like, it's a lot more important than I thought it would be. Like, I was now kind of like looking back on what we did right and what we did wrong. All of that is just on, it, basically where we got to where we are now. If you, It's just so important that the passion is there.
1: Yeah, and and the last thing I want to kind of tack on to to your really great advice is just don't be mm-hmm. afraid to mess up.
0: Oh God, yeah. Uh, we I failed at basically everything. Um, we've all done I like in terms of I'm, I'm I've I think I've gotten to a point now where I'm pretty good at leading the club and designating. But as Peter knows, back when I was like <laughs> VP, I didn't know how to designate for shit. Um, I kind of rambled all the time and wasn't very good at staying on track ever. Uh, There was a lot of stuff I needed to do and a lot of stuff I needed to learn. And the only way I learned how to do those things is by basically just kind of like needing to do them out of necessity. Now I'm really good at designating, which is great because that's my job um, is to designate stuff to people and kind of like change and and dictate direction. Uh, But you're every... Do not be afraid by failure because like so much of what you're about to do, if you want to build a collegiate scene uh, or a collegiate scene at, or e-sports scene at your college, I don't know why my brain flipped that around. So much of that is going to be like, there's no rule book for it. There's no precedent for it. I could tell you how we did it, but that's probably not how you're going to need to do it in order to build it up for your college because every college is different. Yeah. So the the real thing is just go with your gut and if you fail, just look at why, and then just kind of rebuild and learn from that. That's really it. Not rocket science.
2: That's great.
1: Thank you so much. And uh, you've actually kind of already answered the second part. So I won't mm-hmm. go too deep into that. But it was kind of like, what's, what's the future like for you, right? But yeah. you're going to take a break from esports a little bit, go into some sure. software development, do more cloud stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. The yeah, stuff that you've practically
1: been going to school for, for five years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so esports is 100% a passion project for me. I love it. It's it's on it's something that I'm so so passionate about, um mostly because I, I for a selfish reason, which is I wanted to get to a point where I'll really enjoy it, <laughs> which which was the goal in the, like day 1 is this thing isn't catered to me. How do I make it catered to me? Um but that's really uh that's that's really where kind of the RIT esports came from um in a lot of ways and i think if i'm going to go somewhere next i think i'm going to take like a, it's going to take a few steps for me to figure out where that's going to be um i don't think i want to do a team uh like i was uh, for uh, maybe a, like a year or so i'm like hmm, maybe i should build a professional team but i'm like cuz that's the natural transition a lot of people are like you know i'm building a collegiate team i'm going to i'm going to go professional but i didn't want to do that transition um so I think if I go into esports it's 100% going to be not an esports company. It'll be a, like a tech company that happens to do something that involves esports. That's really how it would work. Um but I I absolutely see me somehow coming back to this in the future once I have something to build that's new. Um but until then I'm just going to stick with being a fan of uh RIT Esports and uh, also NYXL, which hopefully will make it to the finals this year.
1: Awesome. So I guess that's pretty much it. We covered everything that I feel like we should have covered. It was a really mm-hmm. good conversation, and uh, you know I got to tell you, you've gotten a lot better at the not rambling thing too.
0: Really? I don't yeah. feel like I have.
1: <laughs> I mean, but you you stayed on track though. You didn't you didn't go far off into you know somewhere else so you, you stayed pretty much on track with all the questions and we had some fun talking about you know other um personal experiences but that's like of course we're gonna we're gonna do that
2: right
0: oh it's for ine- sure it's yeah. inevitable I
2: mean,
0: oh 100 like i've i try uh i try i definitely i think i have gotten a little bit kind of like staying on track and not doing that thing um and it's it's important because i'm very add if people here haven't noticed yet um it's it's kind of one of the reasons that i'm at least good at doing that um sort of fast rapid growth part yeah. um but it also means that sometimes i lose track of thoughts and kind of ramble and <laughs> go off track but i think over the past few years i've definitely gotten a lot better at it
1: well with all this personal growth i'm really excited to see where you're gonna head in the future for now this is evan's storyline and uh do you have any last minute shout outs before we end the show
0: sure so Uh, I've been preparing for this ever since I messed up uh, plugs in the last one. EsportsRIT.com slash stores, where you can buy all sorts of great merchandise, such as this jersey, that hoodie, a shirt that's underneath this jersey that I'm not going to show you because I don't want to take this jersey off. Uh, You can follow uh, the progress of our teams and all the cool stuff we're doing. Um, Best place right now is our Twitter, which is Twitter.com slash RIT Esports. We have 1,200 followers now, which is really great and kind of sad because that's like more than twice... mm, it's a, it's a little uh, under twice as many followers as my personal account, which is really sad. Um, uh, but I remember the day that it eclipsed me, and I'm like, well, there it goes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's a great place to figure out what we're doing um, and like, follow our future development. Uh, great place to get news. We also have a discord where you can come and argue with me about franchised leagues on a daily basis, which is discord.gg slash RIT esports. It's open to everyone. Uh, And then finally, that's a great Twitter account at Evan extreme. Follow it. That's it.
1: All right, cool. Thank you so much, Evan, for joining us on the show. It was a lot of fun catching up with you again, hearing your story. And um, I hope to, you know, hear from you and see you in a future episode of this, maybe like, couple of years down the line to see how you're
0: doing yeah thanks peter it's been great to be here thanks for having me all right i'll see you guys later
1: and stay tuned for the next episode peace out